Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On Reviews podcast, where if you want to review it, I'm your host DC, and joined today by Moss. Good evening, everyone. How's it going? Yeah, the return of Moss. So, the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of reviews from movie stuff to TV stuff and even some comic book stuff. But today, we're actually going to concentrate only on the Oscars that happened last night. So, this is the 48th episode of the podcast, titled Oscars Recap. So, this all discussion is going to be... I'm going to try to keep it under an hour, just because I know folks will be trying to listen to the whole thing, but... Yeah, hour is fine enough. Um, so let's go down whoever won and whatnot. So for the list for best picture, that was that went to Spotlight, which I thought was alright. Um, the other nominees were The Big Short, um, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, Revenant, and Room. So Moss, what do you thought about this movie winning Spotlight? Well, honestly, it it was a little tough because, as as intensive a lineup as was was presented with the with all the movies that were in the category, I felt like uh, the one that I appreciated the most was The Martian because it, it felt relatable. It felt you know out of this out of the ordinary, and I think that Matt Damon, you know, just in general the the overall movie and that Matt Damon's play position in that film was just so great. And I think his, his contribution and the film in general was just so very, very well done. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I clearly don't think the way the Academy does, but I think it was, I think it was a bit underrated in this. Yeah. It was, it was I would have picked, let me see. Uh, it was a toss-up between The Martian and and The Revenant for me, just because the other movies is like they're good. I, I didn't I didn't mind them at all. Just that I I wasn't drawn in just because they're probably not my forte as much as the other mm-hmm. two movies I mentioned. So when I saw this movie one, I was like, oh yeah yeah, definitely good. All these all these movies here are great movies. Um, all eight of them are very very great. I've heard folks talk about oh they should have went all the way to ten, but then I'm like. What two movies would they put in there? I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. For for me, that's like, exactly how I felt though. It felt like I don't know. Like the, the Oscars have a wonderful way of making me feel like I'm not cultured enough because <laughs> they'll throw in something like this that, as much as I appreciate it and as much as it was based on true events, um, it just didn't resonate with me the same way. I guess, and it didn't captivate me in in the same light. And I just think you know. My own personal preference clearly is not spotlight. But yeah. <laughs> that being said, it's, yeah. it's, it's the Oscars, you know, that's how yeah. it is, unfortunately. So the next thing up here is um, actor in a leading role. So this one has been the talk of the town because my boy Leonardo DiCaprio finally got his first Oscar <laughs> after such yeah, a long um, period. Actually, today it broke records for most uh talked about like oscar nomination or oscar win by an actor ever you know like like all over entertainment that's all anyone was talking about leo Mm -hmm. and the bear i've seen so many pictures so many memes so many (laughs) vine videos so many adaptations and so many people actually happy that he was bringing around 
um, awareness for climate change and also the indigenous peoples being affected by so many things happening around the world. Yeah. And they need to protect the indigenous peoples and also our our planet. So, I mean, everyone's just pretty much happy. And as you can see, Leo was beaming with he a really big smile was. ear to ear. It just, I don't know, personally, as, as vindicated as I felt for him, I also felt like this was so long overdue. Like, this this shouldn't have been his first. Yeah, it's... But, it's... It's crazy to see that this is his first one, being that yeah. every single year he comes out with an awesome movie. And it's just, he's just right there at the gold. And it's like, ah, I missed it and gets silver. And it's like, ah, it's unfortunate. Every single year, it's like, yep, this other performance was slightly better than yours, Leo. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, I don't know. I feel like there's someone in the committee who who Leo like slept with their daughters at the same time. <laughs> he pissed somebody off. <laughs> Damn it. They refused to let that go. Yeah, so this is it's hard for him to win each and every year. So I'm kind of glad he had one of this year. It's a tough race between all five candidates. Um, the other nominees were Brian Cranston for T- Trumbo, Matt Damon for The Martian, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. So that list alone, I'm like, wow. Very stiff competition. Very stiff. And then folks are like, oh, they should have put in some African-American talent in there. I was like, what? who are you going to put in there? I'm like... With that list, I'm sorry. Who who are you gonna knock off that list to put someone on of well, African American? I mean, okay, so to lightly touch upon, because of course, as you know, Chris Rock really went in on everything about yeah. the whole racism in Hollywood, where he the concept isn't wrong. It it wasn't necessarily just uh just the fact that you know like they they weren't nominated. It's also about the whitewashing that Hollywood is notorious for yeah. and it's like people on both sides scream different types of files the people that are screaming foul from the you know the the the, the color community they're saying you know you're not giving us the opportunities and when we do get opportunities we're not treated the same and we're not put on the same pedestal i mean that's just true to anything can be true to whatever extent mm-hmm. however hollywood you know going out making movie like god of the gods of egypt yeah. God's of Eden, it's like, all right, there's no really excuse when you say, I mean, at least Ridley Scott had the, the, the cojones to be honest and say that he's not getting the budget for $150 million based off of some guy named Muhammad, whatever. Mm-hmm. At least he was honest with it. But that's just the reality, you know? Like, people don't, like, money isn't going to be backed by having actors that aren't white in these leading roles. And it's an unfortunate truth, but it just is um, how we react and how we carry ourselves and how things change over time. I mean, clearly there's been progress, but at the same time, some things just, you know, just because it's the truth doesn't mean it's not a disturbing reality and it's not an offensive thing. Like, we shouldn't just accept really Scott's answer as a be-all, end-all. Yeah. We should tell him, that, you know, what we think of his opinion and change society as a whole and I, everybody has to like grow together but I, I don't see what like what could have gone in in terms of a uh, black actor in whatever film that's come out that could have won leading role and regardless of which I don't think uh, anything could have taken away Leo's momentum and yeah, I think it's just to have that conversation in this is a little cheap but a nomination wouldn't have been bad. I mean, I think, you know, Michael B. Jordan did an amazing job in in Rocky, 
Yeah, Creed. Well, well, Creed, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> I mean, for for what it's worth, uh, I don't see many things that have come out. I mean, Idris Elba did an amazing job in Beast of No Nation. Very, very true. And that's probably the only, <laughs> that's probably the only snub I'll say I'll respect just because he probably could have fit himself inside the supporting role, maybe. Yeah, as a nomination, yeah, hands down, role. no way, no, no, no contest. You know, uh, I think as a nomination, also I think Michael B. Jordan should have been nominated, but but in terms of winning it, I see where DiCaprio could have taken it, and I don't know, I don't think, I, I mean, I personally didn't see Concussion, mm-hmm. so I don't know what. Uh, you know, and I'm also not married to him, so I don't know <laughs> what what all the beef with Jada is. If it's just on a personal level, because I don't know. But the fact that none is kind of absurd, and then to say that the, that they weren't in any key roles, and it was like, well, it's because you didn't put them in any key roles. Oh, well, there's no roles that fit them. Well, you took those roles and gave them to white people. So it's, it's like, you know, yeah, well, where, where do we go from there? <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy, yeah, it's a crazy situation. Vicious cycle. So, sorry, not to not to go so far off the deep end with it, but uh, let's get on with this uh, yeah, ha- ask next me, category, which is actress, uh, best le- actress in a leading role, right? Yeah, in a leading role. Um, this one, um, Brie Lawson actually won this for Room. Um, I didn't actually see this movie, but I've heard great things about it. Um, other people that got nominated in this one is Clay Bantrack for Carol, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy, um, Charlotte, um, Charlotte, sorry, Charlotte Raplin for 45 years, and then, um, Sarzy Ronan for Brooklyn. I did see Brooklyn as well, or 45 years. So this was actually a character I barely seen any of these movies, unfortunately. So this was a toss-up. I'm like, eh, I'm not sure. Whoever's own could get this one. Who knows? But nothing, nothing against Brie Larson, but I, I, I don't, um... I don't know. I guess I, I I am in the same boat with you. I didn't see those movies either, so nothing against Brie Larson and her win, but it doesn't seem like there were many things that were commanding. Um, I know that they made mention of like Jennifer Lawrence on the decline, which mm-hmm. wasn't the first time it's been said. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really. I yeah. didn't really, you know, nothing really struck out to me about everything that happened. Yeah, in, the, in that category. Yeah, this character wasn't the best category because most of these movies didn't really stick out to me. But for the most part, it's one of those things where from the movie I've heard that's great things. So I like to go watch it really quick and to see what is actually done with it. But I've heard great things about the movie so far. Yeah. So, guys, our next uh, category is uh, best actor in a supporting role. We got Christian Bale for The Big Short. Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, Sylvester Stallone Creed, and Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. Yep, he's the now, winner. This one, this one was tough. I mean, I guess, I, hmm, it was tough. This one was another intensely stacked category. Yeah, this... But honestly, I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. I, I, I think that the Tom Hardy or Stallone could have taken this. And a lot of people feel online that the, the backlash was that they feel that Stallone got snubbed. Even Schwarzenegger, well, there's no surprise because that's course, that's buddies, his boy. But, <laughs> <laughs> so but, uh, they feel that like he was robbed out of it. Which, you know, I, I, I can see why. I can see why. Out this list, 
I probably would have picked Tom Hardy. I agree. Yeah, just because <laughs> he, he he transformed pretty well in Revenant, and he made me want to hate his character so much. He's like, oh, man, you, you killed his son. Oh! He's just one of those characters where it, it made you feel something really, really strong. And um, seeing Christian Bell there and Mark Ruffalo, those two great actors as well. Mark Rylance, he's been under the radar for me. I haven't seen much from him. But I've heard, from what I saw from Bridge of Spies, I was like, oh, okay, it's cool, I guess. Uh, in, in my prediction, I thought you could have took him out and put in Idris Elba instead for um, Beast of No Nation, but that's just how I feel. Um, all, I agree. All has to him for winning it. But for me, I'll be like, ah, scratch him out, put Idris Elba in there. And that's probably the only thing I'll probably change about it. And everyone else, I'm like, ah. There's a stack thing for for Creed and Sylvester Stallone. Um, Rocky, that boy acted his butt off. Really did. He, he really transformed his character from just the Rocky from part one to four, and then now into this new one. Was like, all right, he gave more emotion. He showed a lot of layers for his character. So I, yeah, I was, no, his range has definitely increased, and it's also you know like. Geez, like you know, Rocky. The the series started off years before either of us were born. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started. It, it, this movie carries so much weight. People have grown up with this character, you know. The, the, in the development from the young upstart, you know, uh, loan shark, uh, to all the way where he's at now, which is on the opposite side of the of the ring, you know, yeah. coaching and you know. Speaking from his own personal experiences, mentoring someone else, and making sure that someone has that guiding light that he had back in the day. Very, very true. It's it's the point where he goes from being the prize fighter to being in the side of the the trainer slash Mickey role, and it's like, oh snap, he's the new Mick. That'd be awesome. which is funny because he's nowhere near as nasty as Mickey was. Yeah. So this <laughs> he was evil and it was great. So the scene that'd be kind of awesome. All right, so um the next thing we have here is actress in a supporting role. Um the actual winner for this one is um Alicia Vincanter, uh for Danish Girl. You remember her from Ex Machina? She was the the robot or android. Yes. So which also was up for a few awards. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy uh, there. Animation. So, um, other people that are nominated were Jennifer Jason oh, Lee for The Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara for Carol, Rachel McAdams for Spotlight, and Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. So, this one, I only watched, again, movies I haven't watched too much about those three movies there. I watched The Hateful Eight, which I thought, Jennifer is okay in that movie, and she didn't bother me too much. For Danish Girl, I figured as much just because... There's so much um, story around that whole movie. And things definitely picked up. Especially with her being the side... Well, very supporting to um, Eddie Redmayne. Which, of course, that boy could act his butt off as well. So it's kind of crazy to see them both together. But, yeah. Um, this this one went as as much as I thought it would. Um, I didn't see any, anything changing here either. How about you? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I agree. I think that the, in terms of the most substance, I think Alicia Vikander's role in Danish Girl, I hope I said her name right. Yeah, Vikander, uh, yeah. I think her role had the most 
depth out of the other characters and you know it's not you know it's not a short list like mm -hmm. Gen jennifer jason lee I'm, I'm a gigantic fan of rachel mcadams uh kate winslet these aren't just you know run-of-the-mill actresses these are some Top amazing tier. contenders some women that have a lot of depth and range so I, I think this one personally the supporting ironically i feel like the actress in a supporting role was a tougher category than than leading actress yeah very true very very true <laughs> i think this i think this had more depth by far and again it's, it's not necessarily the actresses it's also the roles that they were in Mm -hmm. And, you know, I felt like they carried more weight, so. They really did. All right, so next All thing right. we have here is um, animated feature film. This one was, this one was a, a no-brainer. It really was. Out of all yeah, five but is movies. it a no-brainer because we wanted it to be a no-brainer or because you never heard of Anomal Anomalisa? Like, most other movies, like, you've, I've heard a few of them. Um, Boy in the World, I heard that one, and when Marie, um, when Marnie was here, uh, I saw, I heard of that one as well. But yeah, this, this whole, and then Sean the Sheep, I was like, ah, oh, okay, yep. They definitely go for Inside Out. So Inside Out won this one award here. Um, other movies that got nominated were Emilisa, Boy in the World, Sean the Sheep, and When Marnie Was There. So did you see anything else happen from this, from this um, category? Well, aside from Inside Out, I, I had heard and seen snippets of Boy in the World and Shaun the Sheep, but I've honestly had not even heard of an Anomalisa and when Marnie was there. Yeah, so this, this is one of those things where it's like, all right, this whole thing is stacked against everyone else, and it's going to be Inside Out, unfortunately. Mad cowboy bebop in the face. <laughs> So just, you see that when Marnie was there poster? Mad Cowboy Bebop in the face. Yeah, definitely. Mildly anime-inspired. Mildly anime-inspired. Yeah, this is one of those good-looking movies. Unfortunately, Inside Out was going to be the, the top tier for that one just because it's the most popular one out of all of them. And well, aside from most popular, the story and the message was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think they could have done a better well-told story with what they had going on. And I think they did an amazing job inside. That was just awesome. Not to discredit anyone else. I just think personally inside out was awesome. They, you know, taught people about dealing with their feelings in a really appropriate way. And, you know, it's okay to have differences and like think things through. And I think it's an important message, especially for children to get to understand that, you know, that being sad isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Very true. Grow. I actually saw um, a meme out there, and I think I'd send it to you guys as well, where it had um, joy in the circle and sadness is outside of it. It's like, all right, stay there. And then they they panned out to Batman. I was like, <laughs> that's kind of hilarious. Really, really hilarious. <laughs> so it, it made me laugh inside. It really did. <laughs> so um, next oh, up. You, uh, not to segue, but I saw mm -hmm. you bought your, your pre-ordered tickets for Batman v Superman. I'm yeah. actually going to pick mine up. My coworker and I argue about about Batman all the time, and he knows very little about Batman, but swears by him. Mm -hmm. So I constantly have to school him on Batman knowledge, and also defend against Batman because he's just one of those blind followers. So yeah, he's harassing me to get the pre pre sale tickets. Yeah, so I got those. Um, I'm probably going to buy some more. Um. 
Probably a little bit later. But I'm probably gonna see. Are at you least... gonna be like that guy who bought out the theater to see Star Wars? Maybe um, like eighteen hundred. Oh no. Um. <laughs> Maybe like a matinee. <laughs> Maybe like a matinee. I might do it. You know who knows? Nah, 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 nah. You don't need to spend that much money, man. Let's... Matinee prices. I might do it because you know it's like five dollars a pop. I'm like, all right, five dollars a pop. I could buy it out, plus taxis as this came by. I was like, all right, I have enough money to buy out the whole thing. And you be like, yes. Tripping. You tripping. Oh, I'll me. tell your mama you do something that <laughs> I will tell your mama. You'd be like, it's all me, player, in here, chilling. <laughs> but, all right, cool. Um, let's get back to it. So, the next character up here is cinematography. So, the winner for this one is The Revenant. Um, no surprise here. Um, other nominees were Carol, The Hateful Eight, Mad Max Fury Road, and Sicario. So, Moss, what stands out for you in this category? Honestly, I don't know what Sicario is doing here. I mean, I as not to knock the film, but mm-hmm. for cinematography, mm, I mean, I, I, the, the, the striking images in The Hateful Eight, Mad Max, but I guess it's a, like The Revenant, those are all such vivid intense images and honestly i'm a little surprised that mad max didn't win because it was just whew. It, it ripped out the whole night it really made me wonder where the heck are they recording this jeez looks so hot yeah i don't miss the desert it just it ripped it don't don't be afraid for them because they've won at least six awards that night. Um, no, you're right. And also, I mean, that's that, that's the opposite of, you know, where the Hateful Eight and the Revenant were filming the extreme cold. Yeah, so... <laughs> no thanks. It's definitely crazy. Um, you want to introduce the next category? Yes, I would like to, actually, mm-hmm. because there was some uh, buzz surrounding this as well. So, for Best Costume Design, there was Carol, uh, Sandy Powell, who's the costume designer, Cinderella, also Sandy Powell, Interesting. Mm-hmm. The Danish girl, Paco Delgado, Mad Max Fury Road, Jenny Beaven, and The Revenant, Jacqueline West. This is an interesting co- category, I feel, because, you know, who really pays too much attention to the costume designer? Of course, everyone pays attention to the costumes in yep. the film, but afterwards, how often have you ever been, oh, that costume designer deserves such praise? Yeah. So, to have someone in there twice in the same time... That's some big news. So props to Sandy Powell. I'm sorry if she thought she had it in the bag, but Mad Max had the had the hottest costume designs of all time. Not to rip off Kanye, but mm-hmm. the the <laughs> Mad Max costumes, I think they they went very far into detail, and it was it was intense, and it, it definitely added layers of intensity to the film, um, and not just pretty, which is what Carol and Cinderella were. Yeah, this one I was kind of surprised. Um... I actually thought it would have gone to the Revenant, just because they're very, very close in costume designs. Um, the Revenant and Mad Max Fury Road it has the like a frontier kind of well, can't say frontier has more of a a clothy kind of kind of glares to raggedy. Them. I know, yeah. I know where you're going with this. So yeah. it's just, the scene, the both I, I I'm I'm okay with the re- winning just because I'm like. Mad Max, yeah, there's a couple other things. For me, I don't think Mad Max will close the whole visual effects. So it's like, visual effects, you guys got it. Sound, you guys got it, definitely. Casting design is like, power the Revenant, just because it takes a while to put everyone in the right clothing and get it done. But from what they showed, 
on when they was um, showing the nominations. I was like, all right, I can see why they put costume design. They brought everything from the storyboards to life in a in a pretty cool way. And I was like, all right, I'm okay with this. I'm perfectly fine, you know. Go ahead, Mad Max Fury Road. So this is the one out of six awards they won tonight. Well, that night. So it's just definitely crazy. So the next one here is um, directing. So the nominees are The Big Short, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. The winner here was The Revenant. So um, Alejandro Enritu? I'm going to to try one more time. Yeah. In Ritu, I'm no. gonna try one more time. No, no, I'm I'm still right there. Um, Alejandro Iñarito. Okay, there you go. Boom, perfect. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Latins, we got one. Mm-hmm. First time, uh, I think a Latin American director has won an award in 15 or 16 years. No, he won um last year. Well, aside, from, I mean, in general, like it's only happened like that many years. I think that's what it's like. Yeah, like 15, 16 years. Yeah, he won. Um, he won last year for what movie was that last year? He won for. Can't remember what movie he won. He won last year for a movie as well. Same director. It was um. I wish I could know off the top of my head. I'm actually looking at it right now as we speak, because I remember this because he mentioned it. Birdman. Yeah, he won last year for Birdman. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool that he's actually go go to go there for the second year and actually speak about it. He ha- he had a good speech as well when he came on the podium and spoke. Um, he talked about diversity as well and trying to get as many people in as possible, which is a cool thing. Um, this whole this whole section here it was a good section. Um, all movies here are definitely high contenders. I'm surprised that um, The Martian wasn't here. Kind of. Yeah, I am, so. Kind of. But it's, it's hard, because The Room, that'd probably be the only one I'd probably replace, but it's hard. It's definitely hard. It's When you have only five spots to fill, it is very hard to go down from yeah, 20 awesome movies to five. And it's like, oh, it's like... You could have been here, but you, unfortunately, you can't. You know, that's just how it is. It's only five spots, and you didn't make it this year, unfortunately. But, yeah, and this directing for this whole five spots are pretty cool. I didn't mind it at all. Um, congrats to Revenant. Um, so, director and leading actor won this year for Revenant, so it's pretty cool. So, this next um, category is um, featured documentary, which, I could be honest, I haven't watched any of these at all. My God, I didn't know. I only knew about Amy, which that's the winner. I only knew about that documentary because I've, I've, I do read around quite a bit. So that popped up and I wasn't sure when it was coming out. And I was like, oh, it came out last year. Oh, okay, cool. So other nominees were um, Cartel Land, The Look of Silence, What Happened, Miss Simone, and Winter on Fire, and then Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. That's the tagline for it. So, Moss, what was your thoughts about this category? Well, actually, I have seen What Happened, Miss Simone, and it's a very mm-hmm. interesting documentary about 
uh, Nina Simone. It's very, very, very well done. It's very interesting. Um, the others, I can honestly say I, I had not seen. Um, I knew, of course, of the Amy documentary. I mm-hmm. think that one won by far wide popularity because of the nature of the documentary, which is about Amy Whitehouse. And there's yep. still so many diehard fans for her that mourn her loss. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it won. It's still so fresh. And um, honestly, I think that's the only real reason why that one won. Okay, well, the next category is basically the same thing. Um, short subject documentary. I never watched any of these movies as well. Um, the nominees were uh, Body Turn, uh, Body Team 12, um, Child Behind the Lines, Claude Lemans. I'm not. I'm saying it wrong. Sorry. Spectres of the of the Shab, um, A Girl in the Water, The Prince of Forgiveness, The Price of Forgiveness. Sorry. Ooh. Don't know how I added an N in there. And then Last Day of Freedom. Um, a Girl in the Water won that one. For here, I, I can't speak much of it because I haven't watched any of these movies. Have you watched any of these movies, Moss? No, I have not. Well, hey, I'm congrats. It's one of those categories that made me feel very uncultured. <laughs> like the Oscars can make you feel. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, I can be honest. There's a ton of movies come out each and every year. And it's very it's hard, hard to, to watch up. them all. It's really hard to watch them all. I always get the question of, oh, you're, you're a movie reviewer. How come you didn't watch this movie? I'm like, well... I missed it. I'm sorry. It's like there's only so many hours in a day, and so yeah. many things you can do. And um, it's just crazy. And then I give them my number. It's like I watch over a hundred movies a year. I'm still missing movies here. <laughs> so it's just I'm sorry. It's some go through the cracks. It's just how it is, unfortunately. So the next one here is film editing. So this one was an interesting little five number here. Um, the nominees were. The Big Short, The Revenant, Spotlight, Star Wars The Force Awakens, surprisingly enough, and Mad Max Fury Road. So this one went to Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I was surprised that even Star Wars The Force Awakens were even in this category. I was like, oh, okay, I guess you could put them in here. I think this is the only time they got, well, actually, no, there's one more for sound, I believe, like original score, that they're nominated. But I was like, oh. Okay, Force Awakens, you snuck in there, surprisingly enough. So, Moss, what were your thoughts on this whole category? Uh, a few things popped in mind. Seeing Star Wars on there made me feel like, all right, so the popular choice isn't always the Academy's choice, as mm-hmm. per usual, which is surprising that Star Wars is on there. Um, but not surprising for a fan, because I did enjoy the movie, even though it was such an homage to the original. Yeah. Um I thought this was one of the categories that there were other movies that I feel could have been in, uh, you know, like if there were some more space, like two films that immediately come to mind, especially in terms of editing or Creed and um, The Martian. Like, mm-hmm. How did those movies get overlooked? I think the Creed was was edited so well. It was there was such a strong flow throughout the entire movie and such a surge, such a surging momentum behind the entire film that you just don't ever fall behind and the same could be said for the martian it's just you you just left on that ride the entire time and i think that's a that's a part of film editing that is 
so important, like, you know, how the story really develops and pro- prolongs and, you know, continues. And I don't know, like, I guess, I guess they saw so much in, sp- in spotlight that I guess maybe it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's just, maybe it's me and my uncultured self. <laughs> this is one of the movies where um, you you notice the trend that's happening here. At the the top four movies that are in there, it's like all right, you see these movies are top films here, and then Star Wars is probably the only one that was like, oh, this is nowhere else but here and in original score, and that's basically it. I, I probably I probably would have or might have pushed out Star Wars or put in Creed. Because I, I, I can admit, that was cut pretty nicely. Um, I probably would have pushed Creed in there and take out Star Wars. So as long as you see what I'm saying. Like, the, the important part of editing, like I said, you know, it's it's the flow of the film. And there's just a constant surge that doesn't disappoint within within Creed that I feel was overlooked. That's all. Yeah, so that, that's probably the only part I was like, oh, okay, you could, you could probably push them in that one and just take out one person there. And just, um, Star Wars will probably be the, the one that's odd man out kind of thing. But hey, this is what they picked, unfortunately. So the next category up here is the foreign language film. So I have not watched any of these movies at all. <laughs> I feel kind of like, oh, that's unfortunate. Uncultured? Yeah, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit. Um, so the nominees are... Uh, Embrace of the Serpent, Mustang, A War, Thieb, and the winner, Thieb, Thieb oh sorry, Thieb, and then <laughs> the winner, which is Son of Saul, they won that movie, um, that movie won um, for foreign language film, I didn't watch it at all, that's uh, unfortunate, but you know, that's what happens. So next category up is uh, Makeup and Hairstyling. So this one, I only had four, surprisingly enough. Actually, no, it's three. Yeah, only three nominees right here. I can yeah, see on the website. Yeah, um, The Revenant, The Hundred-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared, and Mad Max Fury Road, which actually won this category as well. Um, surprised enough, there's only three in this one. I'm I'd, surprised that there's only three in this one, and this movie that no one's really heard of, The the Hundred-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window. Like, what? Yeah. That that one, what? I didn't hear about that one. Uh, but I might have. But then thinking about R.I.K., what movie could they put in this this category? That would been good for hairstyling and makeup. I probably would pay Hateful Eight in there, maybe. Because that, that one had a good, good makeup scene. A whole lot of blood and makeup. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, that one. I'm not sure what we put the fifth one as well. This is hard for this this category. Just thinking about it off the top of my head. There's not many movies. Maybe maybe Star Wars The Force Awakens. They could have been in here. Because all these aliens and whatnot. Maybe. Well, no, I don't... I mean... Hmm. I mean, I guess it's hard to say what, what could have been in this category. It's, it's very hard to say because... I mean... What what films really that came out this year really pushed that you know like for instance Ex Machina was very focused on its um, you know CGI Star yeah. Wars had a lot of CGI mm-hmm. I mean of course the makeup and the and you know the 
but that that's also costume design. So makeup and hairstyling, I don't know, maybe Cinderella, like. Yeah, this this one is a very hard um spot there, and I can see why they only had three um sp- spots filled, unfortunately. All right, so the next category here, um, original score of music, which the nominees are Bridge of Spies, Caro, Sicario, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and the winner, The Hateful Eight. So, yeah, I thought this one, hmm, when I saw the winner, I could see why, but folks were probably rooting for it as Force Awakens. Just because of the old feel of it, you know, making the songs old semi better, especially when John Williams is out there doing his thing. But yeah, I I can see why the halfway won this one. Um, so, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm happy the the hateful eight was nominated for so much and had the ability to take a few away this year, considering all the controversy surrounding um, surrounding everything regarding their director mm-hmm. because he went under fire for so much because Tarantino calls it like he sees it and tells it how he feels. Yep. And he was speaking out against injustice and people took it personally and they started to have their own little witch hunt against them. So I'm really excited and I'm not surprised Tarantino's known for, for having some intense music mixed in with his intense films. So congrats. Yeah, definitely. Congrats, congrats to him man. and congrats to Ennio Morricone. I hope I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So next um, thing here is original song music, which is um, the nominees are Earned It, Fifty Shades of Grey, Monta Ray, Race and Extinction, Simple Song Number Three by Youth, and Till It Happens to You, Hunting Ground, Writings on the Wall, Spectre, and that's the winner. Um, so that one surprised me actually. I thought Earned It would have won just because how popular it was. Yeah, how popular it was. This the song was yeah. awesome. When I heard Writings the Wall on the Wall, I was like, eh, it feels like the old James Bond feel, but at the same time, I was like, ah, still, yeah, it doesn't okay, it, it so, didn't really define the movie per uh, se. Well, okay. A few things. You, you you were absolutely right. Writings on the wall. Oh yeah, this is a James Bond film. The song felt like a James Bond film. It hit the nail on the head. The song is amazing. Part of the time you don't know what's happening. What are you even talking about? But it's beautiful, and it's very James Bondy. Like you can picture your own trailer, your opening credits trailer to a James Bond film to that music. Like your own little screensaver flow, like you know James Bond entrance, uh, entry B roll has known to be doing, and I think that was that song is just captivating. It's really beautiful song. Um, granted, earned it from Fifty Shades of Grey mm-hmm. is also a really nice song, and it's also much more popular. It's also much more raunchy. It is, you know, like and and this is also a category. Remember. Three six, three six Mafia walked away with this award before, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it could have it could have very well easily have been either way uh, the weekend because if Whoop that trick could have won anything's game. Yeah, this is one of those things where when I heard the song, um, I was like, oh yeah, I, I could see how it would fit this movie, 
And then when I heard the writings on the wall, I was like, yeah, just, you, you could visualize James Bond here. You really could. And I was like, oh, I got gas to go win. But yeah, I really wanted Earned It to win. I was like, yeah, kind of like the song, but just because the performance-wise, when it was performed again, I was like, all right, performance-based, I'll go for Earned It. But you know, that's just me, unfortunately. Yeah. So um, next up here is production design. So there are five more movies again. Um, the winner of this was Mad Max Reroad. Other nominees were Bridge of Spies, The D- Danish Girl, The Martian, The Revenant, I'm glad the Marshall came back. <laughs> um, they had great designs on the production side. Uh, seeing Mad Max Ray Road, it was no no brainer there. Visually speaking, just all the sets they had to um, bring up, it's just I knew it was gonna win. It's just it's just what it was. Wait, one thing though, I gotta give it to the Academy is that this range in films they cover so much all at the same time, mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty cool because what happens is you see so many different spectrums. Like, the Danish girl clearly doesn't have anything in common with the Revenant, but you mm-hmm. can see the beauty within the Danish girl as to why it should be up there alongside the Revenant. Same thing with Bridge of Spies as in The Martian and Mad Max. They all have their place, and they all... Like, this category, I think, is very, very tough. Yeah, it is. And, um, I mean, again, kudos to Mad Max, but... You know, it, I, I can see how this could have gone either which way. Yeah, because you definitely have to build a world that's not today. And it's just, it's just definitely crazy. It really is crazy to see all of it, especially the Martian. The Martian uh, tops off those guys. But unfortunately, Mad Max got this category here. So the next category up here was um, animated short film. And I could actually put in other short film, live action short film here. Two winners are... Bear Story for um, the animated version, and then the live action one is Stutter. So, nominees for this one is Prologue, Sanjay Super Team, We Can't Live Without Cosmos, and World of Tomorrow. That's the one for animated, and for live action, nominees were Ava Maria, Day One, Everything Will Be Okay, um, Ali's Weird Gut, and then Soak. So, Anything stick out to you for these two categories? Yes. Sanjay's super team. I was about to say that too. <laughs> yeah. I, I had seen Sanjay's super team and I thought it was absolutely, it was a beautiful story. You know, it's a story of uh, a little boy who's struggling to accept the, the heroes that he grew, he's growing up in being part of, you know, different culture than just the one that his dad is from and embracing his his culture and family's uh, history and the history that he's now part of. And I could relate to that as a first generation American. Mm-hmm. And I believe you're a first generation American as well, correct? Yep, I am. And so you could see where it's, there's so many adaptations to the music and things that you grew up on. But, you know, things change and, and things grow and you adapt. And I think that that's a really adorable story about a father and son bonding. Yeah, I can honestly say also I didn't see any of the other, <laughs> other shorts. That's very, very true. On my side, I didn't see any of the other shorts except for Sanjay's um, super team. And even that, I was very surprised just because the folks over there in um, Disney Pixar, I was surprised when they pushed this one out. I was like, wow, okay. 
out of the yeah, box kind of right. thinking. Hand clap to you guys. That's exactly what I thought, too. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't expecting this. I was like, yo, this is awesome for you guys to be able to push something out like this. It's just very, very amazing. So, very hats off to those dudes. And congratulations to the, that crew. So, the, yes. the next section we have there is basically sound all together. We have sound editing and sound mixing. When they presented this, they put it all together as much as possible. So the winner for this one, it's the same person, well, the same group as uh, Mad Max Free Road. They won in both editing and mixing. So the the team, it looks like there's slightly variances in the, the nominees. So the only nominees that changed from both of them is Bridge of Spies and Sicario. So otherwise, other nominees were The Martian, The Revenant, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Which for me, was, I, was, I was kind of weirded out. I was like, oh, that's kind of surprising how the only two things that change in these two categories is Bridge of Spies and Sicario. So, this is where I see the Star Wars Force Awakens could mm-hmm. have taken it. Because the intensity as to when and where the music cuts in into that film was just outstanding. Yeah, so it's... It was definitely crazy. It was there. It was always on point. Yeah, it really showed off all the skills of this movie. And unfortunately, the team got it. Mad Max Free Road definitely got that. So they they racked up quite a bit this year. And unfortunately, that was the sixth one. Actually, not unfortunately. Luckily enough, that's number six for them. Now, I got a question for you, Mm -hmm. which is something that's very, very, very important when in talking about sound and music and musical score. Correct. WTF about Straight Outta Compton. Hmm. Mm. Some mixing. Some editing. <laughs> How could you leave this out? And I'm going to allude again to 3-6 Nafia winning for Whoop That Trick in Hustle and Flow about a pimp who changes his life to chase dreams of being a rapper as opposed to the, you know, based on true events, story and music by the NWA and the cultural shift and impact that they had. Why wasn't that anywhere? I mean, even if, even if you want to say like, where's Paul Giamatti's nomination? Like dude was amazing. He was for, for this one. I heard a great joke actually recently. I heard a great joke. Uh, no, actually, wasn't it Chris Rock that said that uh, he is one of his favorite actors, Paul Giamatti, because uh-huh. the, the year before he was Paul a racist in Django, and now he's he, now he's the the producer for the NWA. Yeah, he's on. Like, he made a joke uh, that he's on. He was on two spectrum, and um, Twelve Years a Slave. He's a uh, Twelve Years a Slave. That's right. He's a slave he's owner on the Peter Nyong'o. Yeah, and then. And then, then Next year, he's he's on the supporting side of the NWA. Yeah, so crying was, at Easy E's funeral. Mm-hmm. So it was funny when he mentioned that as well. Um, for this one, sound editing, they they probably want to fit that one. I'm not talking about sound editing. I mean in terms of musical score? scores in general, since we're okay. still talking about sound and so we're still in that realm. Yeah, for um sound or well, for for music um original music. Hmm. What song would you have put there? Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. One that led so much, including riots. 
Did the one that was a voice for a generation of of ignored and and violated youth across the nation. Let's see. Who would you have knocked out the list? In terms of in terms of musical original uh, music? Yeah. So original that... score between Sicario, Bridge of Spies, Carol. What do you mean which one I would have knocked off? Any one of them. First <laughs> off, because he got nominated for multiple things. Second off, because Straight Outta Compton actually happened. Well, Bridge of Spies was told another story told, uh, you know, based on true events. But this is a this is a movie about musicians. Well, that, that actually po- happened. That probably wouldn't go to original score. It might have been an um, original song. It might have been in there. The score would probably be different. They probably wouldn't fit there. But original song, I probably could see them in there. Well, I mean, if you go original score, you how much more original is it than NWA's album? Possibly. You could possibly. I'm... <laughs> That's what I don't understand. What are you missing? Like... The, the, it's so present, like the, the like the music itself, and I mean, it, the numbers spoke for themselves. How much, how much attention it garnered? But seriously, yes, it's it's. I mean, it's, they got the writing. They got it for writing. They did get it for writing. Yeah. So what do you? Where's the malfunction? But I'll tell you where the malfunction. Is. This is where they had grounds to talk about. Uh, about you know the whitewashing of Hollywood. This is this is the this is where like things. They really they probably could have pushed hazy. in there. They probably could have. Well, well, the reason I say this is where things get hazy is because you can argue that this is where they messed up. Where they should have given the nod to Straight Outta Compton, and even so, the guys who played those roles and and you know retold the story of NWA did a really 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 good job. They did, but um, unfortunately, I, I want to see them get nominated for anything besides like music or story. Unfortunately, it just the list of um, best actor and supporting actor, uh, it just is too stacked against them. Unfortunately, this year. Hopefully, no, in terms of best actor and supporting actor, well, I could maybe, well, I could, you could maybe make an argument for. Supporting actor. I mean, regardless of which, it should have been, it should have been more considered. It should have gotten some type of. Because yeah, there's I, only, I like there there's so only five spots, <laughs> and so much importance to it. But again, you know. Yeah, there's there's only five spots. If it was like ten spots, I was like, all right, they could definitely push in for one of those. But since there's only five spots, and you see the list of five, it's like, okay, yeah, it just. One of the things was like, ah, oh, dang. Fortunately, that's the dream team right there. And it's not scoring the points this year, unfortunately. Um, I, I can't say this, though. The new Nate Parker movie that's coming out this year, I believe in October, that is going to be a definitely contender. And I can see him going up for Best Actor. Wow. I would like to see next year Ryan Reynolds get a few nods for Deadpool. <laughs> uh, pushing it off, so no, like, no chance, no chance, no chance in any hell. Nope. However, <laughs> however, 
No, we I love that movie. That movie. All right, let's <laughs> that movie so near and dear to my heart. It really is an awesome movie. But let's finish up this list real quick. We have three more sections here. Um, next one is for writer of adapted screenplay. Um, the nominations here are Room, The Martian, Carol, Brooklyn, and the winner, The Big Short. Which, yeah, I can see why. Um, this movie's been a very, very big, big story for this year, well, this past year, especially now if you think about all the economy and and housing markets and all that good stuff, it's definitely crazy. Um, yeah, I mean that that was what it's done to the to not just the country but also to the world. You know, the when the U.S. economy started collapsing, it was unfortunately just a matter of time for things to get worse and worse, and uh, it's just so so unfortunate so many people hurt but i mean where do you really go from all that except we're still trying to recover from that economic collapse yeah very very true um it's just one of those things it's it's definitely a crazy situation and this movie out this list yeah it's either that or martian either one of those two just because I have a special spot in my heart for Martian, I could probably oh, see that one as well. Yeah. It deserves it deserves <laughs> to be right up there. That had to have come in an incredibly tight second. Like you mm-hmm. know, like there there had to have been like a squirrel fart that separated the two. Yeah, definitely, definitely craziness. All right, so the next one I actually missed this one originally. Um, visual effects. This one here, this is a tight race as well. Um, nominees are Star Wars: The Force Awakens, The Revenant, The Martian. Mad Max Free Road, and the winner, Ex Machina. This one, I can see why Ex Machina won. Just because, yeah, the visuals for this movie was stupendous. Um, it could have went to Mad Max Free Road as well, just because the visuals there were top-notch, but I can see why Ex Machina got it. Just the different shades of the whole location that it does in, for, like majority of the movie, just looked amazing. Yeah. Plus, um, Elisa Vikander, her CGI on her was just top tier. <laughs> really top tier. It's just one of those things where, yeah, yeah. this looked great, really did. Yeah, no, well, all these movies, again, are visually impressive, but The Revenant was more visually impressive because of where they were. Mm-hmm. Mad Max was made so gruesome aside from where they were, and that's what made it so amazing. Star Wars, enough said. You know, the, what the hell didn't Star Wars do in that film that made it visually impressive, yeah. along with The Martian? But I guess you're absolutely right. The detail to that character in Ex Machina was really, really stand apart. Yeah, plus the the um, the um helper inside the house as well. It's like, wow. Like, I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but when you see the movie, you can be like, wow, visual effects. <laughs> Visual effects for that one also. This it's crazy. This movie will trip your mind out because how things change so quickly and it's like this looks amazing. Is and then so seeing the house on the hill is like wow. Yeah. This look this looks great. Like I wish I had this kind of place. Like this it's very it's a very gorgeous <laughs> house. It's a very sexy modern house. It's a very sexy uh, technologically advanced house. Like it's some Jetsons type house. Yeah. It's, it looked great. Really did look great. So hats off to those folks winning that one. And the last thing we have here, which is original screenplay writing. So 
The nominees are The Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out, Straight Out Compton, and the winner, Spotlight. This one, a lot of folks wasn't too, too happy, but a lot of folks were. They figured that Straight Out Compton might win. Um, for me, Spotlight was, was, yeah, I can see Spotlight. I, I probably would have went for Inside Out just because the dialogue in that one is just such com- complex dialogue yet to have because, you know, the inside the emotions. Message, again, man, the message. To me, it was the message. And yeah. the message was conveyed by the dialogue and how well they told the story. Yeah. This, they it all tied everything in and just told such a great story. And um, I think I think that's uh, almost a lost art. Yeah, this is it's definitely definitely crazy. So um, those are the winners for the 2016 Oscars. So there's one more thing I want to talk about, which is the all deaf um, movie award ceremony that happened yesterday at the same time as the Oscars as well. So a little background to this whole movie awards. So um, one quick second. We're actually at the almost at the one hour mark, which we probably go slightly over because this is a great topic to go over as well. So this award ceremony was brought together in ten days. So ten days, um, my boy Russell Simmons decided let's make an award ceremony and put it right next to the Oscars and try to put it out there. So for me, my main thoughts on this one was like, all right, they had categories which will blow your mind. Categories they had for this tonight was best picture, best helpful white person, best bad mofo award, Vanguard award, most quoted movie, lifetime achievement award, best black survivor in a movie, most likely to steal your girl award, best actress, best actor, and best director. So, <laughs> going from that list alone, Moss, what stands out to you on the whole thing? What stands out to me is a real, like, a genuine call to arms, but a far cry from legitimacy. Mm -hmm. That's what stands out to me. It's like they they want to be recognized, which by all means, they have, they had every right to want to be recognized. And if they're not going to be included, by all means, I get it. You made your own, but for real? Yeah. Most likely to steal your girl. This is the MTV Movie Awards. Mm-hmm. This is like uh, the Source Awards. It just... This is exactly like the Source Awards, but for movies. It's or like you're BET Awards. Into a shit show. <laughs> like it's it's one thing to say, you know, like you know, uh, uh, best dressed or like uh, like categories that, that mean similar things you know yeah. but if you're gonna go for for respect and like notoriety and to be considered uh con- you know seriously comparable like if you, if you want to be taken seriously then take yourself seriously first like where is this coming from yeah it's crazy the one thing i can say though is uh russell Sp- simmons did a speech um when the whole war ceremony started and that speech like i could say was probably the best um, spoken um, language, well, not really language, message that you want to get out to everyone, which did better than the whole award ceremony itself. Because when I saw the results of the award ceremony, I was like, oh, but why are we complaining that 
they're not taking us seriously, but we decide to let's have a award ceremony that we bring up in 10, 10 days. So it's like, so who, who? Well, not even that, not even that. Yo, it was great that they were able to bring it up in 10 days, but most helpful white person? Yeah. That's a joke. Yeah, so it's just one That's of... a joke. I mean, best bad mother bleeper, I mean... Yeah. I get, I get the direction that you're going in, but that's... You're catering, you're pandering to... You're dumbing yourself down to pander to a larger audience, but you're not respecting the intelligence of your audience. And I think that's when they messed up. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. I, I give they, you the... they didn't respect my intelligence enough to tell me, you know, the best action, best, uh, or, or the, you know, the, uh, the top, like, you know, even toughest leading male role, like, mm-hmm. that's different than, you know, than just saying best ba- bad mofo. So here, I laugh, because this hashtag would have been all deaf movie awards so black, because I can tell you, best picture was straight out Compton, Best helpful white person was Christoph Waltz. Hilarious enough. Um, best bad mofo was Denzel Washington. The Vanguard Award went to Norman Lear. Uh, most quoted movie went to Friday. Lifetime Achievement Award was Will Smith. Best black survivor in the movie is Ice Cube as Danny Rich and Anaconda. How long that movie came out ago? Uh, most likely the Steal Your Girl Award was Amber Rose. <laughs> Hilarious in its own right. Um, best actress, Sanaa Lathan for The Perfect Guy. Okay. Eh. And then best actor, Michael B. Jordan for Creed. Best director, Ryan Coogler for Creed. So, uh, m- most of this award. category. You know, in all fairness, with, with respect, had there been more space, I can easily see how Ryan Coogler could have gotten a nod for directing Creed. Because, yeah. again, it was just very well told. Yeah, it really was. And unfortunately, it's one of those things where instead of us now going to Hollywood and saying, Hollywood, we need more African-American movies and more movies with African-American stars, we're now hitting the Oscars by, yo, Oscars, change what you got to do. And it's like, but still yet, we put all these African-Americans in the Oscar voting board. What other black movies are out there you could pick from? Oh. Again, that 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 line gets very gray when again you you, you take leading roles for people that would be black, mm-hmm. like in Gods of Eden, Egypt, and Gods of Eden, and you ca- recast them. Like I'm I'm glad that no African Americans in the movie because that movie is horrible. <laughs> the movie yeah, is trash. Both sets, <laughs> both sets of movie were trash. However, that doesn't take away from the fact that you you you're, you're whitewashing history like there's no low that certain people won't go in order to try to make what they want and their vision come true even though their vision is totally distorted because it's based on prejudice and i i guess that's where i can defend the idea of an all deaf movie awards but i have to stop and say yo like if you want to be taken serious what are some of these roles that you're that you're you know Nominated like if we would have had best supporting actor and a laundry list of white people just happened to be in the best supporting actor mm-hmm. i see that happening because you know what to be honest paul giamatti should have won for for straight out of compton or stallone for creed yeah so it's just 
Is it so it's not like it's not impossible. Yeah. You know, like there there was plenty of other things going on that could have been nominated, ways they could have done it, but think about it dude how many films how many how many tv shows do you watch that the, the, like the movies have have you seen that have the black sidekick they're never more than just a sidekick very very true from die hard to lethal weapon to you can even name the flash arrow even uh, like, like how it's just ingrained like Django. Django was the main character, but somehow he was the sidekick. I'm and th- at least his sidekick role played a function. Yeah, it did. So for, for it me, played a function. But th- it's like they're they're good enough to be able. Like even in Batman, Christian Bale had had uh, uh, had Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. It's like you're good enough to play serious roles that can be taken so great and you can be such a moral compass for the white savior. And that's where I have a problem with it because it's like, you know, everybody wants Morgan Freeman to be the voice of God when they die, but but no one wants to give Morgan Freeman the role of God. He was. um... Yeah, he was. I know that's why I'm saying (laughs) It's it's definitely a tricky situation. Um, hopefully, these years will, or these coming years, we'll have a lot more. Um, yeah, man. I know. I know. We, we've yeah. had progress. Yeah. We've had great progress. But it's also like uh, the the funny skit that came out on uh, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah about Hollywood's whitewashing. Not only that, what it takes for a black actor to win. And you have to sprinkle struggle on it. You have to sprinkle slavery on it. Mm-hmm. If it's related to slavery and black people are struggling, they're going to be nominated and win awards for it. Happened with 12 Years a Slave. They're, they're not for, for Django. Like, it, it goes on and on. Like, what happened when uh, Monique and also the girl won for Precious? They won because what? There was such a severe struggle. Like, they have to play these roles that are typically absolutely terrible. You know, the butler... It's it just goes on the the maid like the uh, help wasn't it the movie called the help yeah the help was one of them I the g- help I... not the maid I'm sorry it's called the help and it was like yo like this is what this is what it's come down to like this is more than just more than just making films too these are all films that are loosely based or based on reality and these people are winning awards for it but they're winning awards for terrible struggles like like this this how is this how is this even okay? Like, why is there not more changing the perception? And why is it that, you know, like, they, they can get butt so far? I can say this. Um, the way how we could change this is definitely have um, more serious roles. Because um, as of late, I've seen a lot of um, minorities playing these comedy roles or a lot of joking around. Most of the Oscar winners are like the martian or like back when um will smith wanted back for ali you know serious kind of roles where it's like all right or um the pursuit of happiness where he actually got nominated for that as well um very very serious roles which i, I rarely see happening now hopefully that will change soon and yeah more minorities would be able to go for serious roles. But I mean, again, though, like, they, they've proven when given the opportunity, they can do it. Look at Jamie Foxx. 
Yeah, when for he Ray. did Ray, yeah. even his supporting role when he was in Ali. Look at look at Will Smith in Ali, like you said, Pursuit of Happiness is seven pounds. Is it seven pounds? Uh, seven pounds was the one I believe. It's um yeah, seven pounds because the heart was. It was heart seven, pa- seven yeah, pounds. Yeah, was seven pounds. But when given the opportunity, these people can rise to the occasion. It's it's not that they can't. I mean, again, like he did a great job in concussion. Granted, it wasn't. I don't think his role merited an Oscar nod. No, not this at all. time. That doesn't mean that his work doesn't ever reach that level. Yeah, he's definitely a great actor. Just that. When Jada said, oh, he should have been nominated, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like the people who nominated these six, these five um, spots are who were supposed to be there, unfortunately. Um, next year, there's another thing there. It's, it's, like, it's, like going, it's like going to the, um, the Super Bowl. When people win, it's like, all right, this team here, there's two teams. Unfortunately, there can't be three teams. It's just how it is, unfortunately. They just didn't win this year. That's just a sad thing to say about it, unfortunately. But hopefully next year, this Nate Parker movie that I, that I mentioned before, that looks like it's going to be definitely crazy. Um, it's going to be him again playing, you know, a slave-like role. It's uh, the slave revolt that he's doing. And that one definitely got a lot of buzz from the... Um, what award show was that? Um, recent, I can't remember the award show. A Birth of the Nation is the movie called. It's basically Nat Turner's story. Um, Sundance Film Festival. That's basically what what happened there. So he he's been basically doing this movie for like, like seven years. So I can't wait to see this actually come out, and it should be a awesome movie. Um, and he should get definitely a nod for Oscar for this one. And hopefully there's more movies like this for other minorities this year. That doesn't have to be, you know, slave-related. It could be other stuff, but hopefully it's, like, serious roles where you do show off your acting chops of sorts. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, like, the, the very... The, the, my, my beef comes... My beef comes with, like... For instance, biggest like we've mentioned already in beating a dead horse, mm-hmm. Idris Elba get not getting any type of recognition. Yeah, like, and then just the overall backlash about him being the potential next Bond, and it's like it, because they said that he's too street. It's like, really, <laughs> Idris Elba? Yeah, too street. <laughs> it's definitely crazy. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, you can find well, look other what roles. Denzel Washington had to do to win a nod. He had to. He had to. He had to go straight thug in Training Day, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Yeah. But there was so much he had done before that he 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 had earned respect, and he had earned the right. Like I don't understand why it has to become to such a level, and it's such a demeaning level. And that's my complaint. It only, it only comes at a demeaning price, and it's just not right. Yeah. Hopefully the spectrum keeps changing. I mean, look look how Holly Berry won hers for Monsters Ball. Yeah, and definitely. She was a tortured soul in that film. So yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully Hollywood change in the next ten years and things will increase. And um, yeah. they they've already done changes so far to the Oscars um, voting panel. You know, so that that help out a little bit. But definitely, hopefully Hollywood. Our, our mark should be Hollywood. Try to go for that. 
And then once that goes, then the Oscars will be right behind it. So, you know. But yeah. Yeah. This has been a great episode. It's been over an hour. It's been close to like an hour and 12 minutes. Um, definitely leave your comments down below. Let us know what you think about this um, topic itself. Um, you can find us on social media on Facebook, in, um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and iTunes at Bring On Reviews. Or Bring On Reviews. Um, you can find us on um, Twitter at Bring On Reviews. No done on that one. You can even look at our website, which is www.bringonreviews.com for any questions, any reviews, any any other stuff, even this podcast as well. Um, Moss, like, thank you for being here, and thank you for even having this conversation with me. Uh, where can they find you on social media? Well, you know, I'm all about social social consciousness, and uh, I'm always thankful for you having me on your show, man. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at GoliathNYC, and you can find me on Instagram at Defiant underscore Moss. Awesome. Um, and you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at Dwight Ant C. That's D W I G H T A N T C. Again, that's D W I G H T A N T C. And you can also email me at DC at BringOnReviews.com. And we'll catch your reviews next time. And just so you know, guys, if you felt like you weren't snotty enough for the Oscars because you didn't know half of those films, don't worry about it. You're far from alone. Of course. <laughs> we catch you guys next time. Take care.